Uh, Jack, Jack, quick moment of your time, please. How does it feel to finally discover the Villa Talks podcast? Um, best day of my life. Great, there you have it. Back to you at the studio. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Villa Talks podcast. Your usual host, Omar, can't be with us tonight. So, Chad I'll be taking over the reins, supported by Jugzy. Evening, Chadman. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thank you. Good. What are your thoughts then on uh, a pretty frustrating night at Villa Park? Nil-nil, plenty of shots, plenty of ball, plenty of attacking threat, but just not our night. No, it wasn't. And I've come away from the game pretty angry, which is a bit odd and a bit of a weird feeling, but just so much frustration where we gave it our all and on another night we'll be two or three up. Um, so, yeah, really frustrating, I think, for the players because they did put all the effort in. And look, we just got to take a step back sometimes. And if we were offered four points for um, the game today and against Wolves, we would have definitely taken that. But... Again, I think it's just disappointing not to pick up a win today, given our performance and how many chances we created. And it was just that quality, I think, in our finishing where it, it wasn't up to the Premier League standard. Uh, we've seen it with other teams against us this league, unfortunately. I mean, some of the screamers and goals that Emmy Martinez has conceded, they've been outside the box, top bins, that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, we just didn't have that quality today, um, especially from the wide areas. So it was... Uh, pretty frustrating and again um, credit goes to the team the effort was there the setup and plan all worked perfectly but uh, just the the most important bit of football putting the ball at the back of the net that's where we lacked unfortunately yeah and goals change games and it's all about results at the end of the day isn't it but I, I felt like we played well you know we created enough chances we we had a clear game plan um that we knew how Burnley were going to play. They were going to sit in behind two banks of four, very resolute, play it, play it long from the back when when they did have the ball. But, you know, usually you'd come away from a nil-nil against Burnley frustrated and, and talking about squad depth and maybe not having enough enough um, players coming through with, with Barkley out and Dougie Louise out and, and we're looking at the options. But actually tonight, I thought we played well. Um, Nakamba and, and McGinn they they did their job in midfield I felt we we won all the second balls we won that midfield battle we fed the front the front three or four regularly and, and we got in behind that that midfield quite regularly Jack was driving forward Garzi was driving forward Trey always finding space so I think you know it, it's difficult to criticise the team really it's more it just wasn't our night you know, we've probably had more shots tonight than the Liverpool game where seven of them went in, some off the backside of the defenders, goalkeeping errors, that type of thing. So, um, yeah, you said we'd take four points from from this game and the Wolves game. I definitely agree. But it does not add a bit of pressure, but it does make the Baggies game a bit of a must-win now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, uh, we had a large number of shots and on another day, we should we should be two or three up. And it's the rub of the green, isn't it? It's a bit of luck sometimes, and that's what you need in football. Um, and we didn't have that today. We had a bit against Wolves, um, and it went against us today. And yeah, I mean, the Baggies game is, is a really important game, and I'm hoping Barkley will be back to play some part. I doubt, doubt we'll start, considering he wasn't even on the bench today. Um, but yeah, we did well. As you mentioned, we, we had obviously 
first time the season we've had to make you know I mean two or three four changes into into the side and we adapted well we we sort of had the same game plan I thought moving Jack centrally was a really good attacking move by Dean Smith again um, I think that would work well with against Burnley just because they have a two man midfield and no one really sitting um, he was able to drive at the back four of Burnley and then obviously lay off Argazi or Torore a couple of times and unfortunately I think them two um, had all the will and effort but they haven't got the quality or didn't have the quality today, shall I say, in their finishing. Um, Algazi had a really good game, I thought. It was very positive, um, looked to take the ball on and looked to attack Loughton on that sort of left-hand channel. Um, Troy, for me, uh, again, got into good positions, but it just feels like, um, and this is not trying to be negative, and I know I, I, I do go back to the Troy and his transfer fee, but... That 16 million that we've paid for him, has he massively improved our wide areas? Is he twice as good as Algazi or Trezeguet for that sort of money? I don't think so for me. Um, he shows odd glimpses of quality in terms of his technique. He brings the ball back. He's a bit different, so I can understand perfectly why we signed him. He complements our team very well. But for that sort of money, you do expect a bit of a game changer. And he just looked weak on that right foot, especially where you could have had a couple of opportunities to get the shot, shot off early. And the most frustrating thing out of all was, um, I think in the second half, Almo got into a good position from a quick free kick from Jack. And he played in Torore and uh, Torore took a heavy touch and got into crowd. Uh, so he got, in, got into the crowded area and his shot got blocked. But on the replay, he's on his heels and it's honestly just basics. Like, just be on your toes. Like, you're a premiership footballer. Like, you want desire. you got to have, like, be on the front foot. That's what makes a difference at this level between yeah. players. Because players like Burnley, their, their technique and quality is not as good as ours, but their determination and anticipation makes him, you know what I mean, compete. He's on his heels and he's lost one and a half seconds. And that's why the Burnley defenders can get in there and make a block. And it's just basic things like that. It's like, I think Dino just needs to get drilled into him that this is not, you know what I mean? League of One, a Farmers yeah. League, league where it was like Leon. You're not going to have time on the ball. Um, just be a bit proactive. Um, yeah, I agree with that. I think that that's probably what my only frustration, really. I think he's he's an excellent, excellent player. He's very gifted, technically gifted. And I think he, he does add another dimension to our attack and, and will be a good option for us. It's just maybe that... He's a bit lackadaisical. He's, he's just a bit slow. He, he, he takes pride in being relaxed. And actually, no, the Premier League's not the league to to be two seconds off it. You've got to be on it for for the whole game, and, and got to be. Um, it's, it's maybe not not an attitude thing, but just a, a mindset really, where you know you're only going to get one or two chances, and we've got to be a bit more clinical. But you know, I'm not prepared to uh, throw Traore under the bus until you know this time next year. We've seen players like Trezeguet and, and plenty of players in the past, how long it can take to adapt to this league. I know we had a couple of games for Chelsea about 10 years ago, but let's be honest, he's he's adapting to the league and it's not the time to criticise players after two or three games, in my opinion. So, you know, let's let's judge him at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, how, how did you think that um, Elmo, Elmo played? I, he stepped in for Matty Cash, obviously suspended with five yellows. I thought... I thought he had a solid game and, and showed uh, showed exactly what what we've been missing to, in some areas. Yeah, yeah, I thought Amo was decent, very solid and dependable, just like we thought. Uh, put a couple of nice deliveries in, um, so yeah, exactly what we thought. Probably didn't have the high energy um, that Cash would have had, but again, I think 
Amo was probably suited to Burnley, who obviously sat back. I thought Nakam- Nakamba was, again, tidy, uh, broke up play quite well. Again, in position and his first search is probably not as good as Douglas Louise, but again, he's a different player, but he did well enough. I thought, um, again, Courtney House, um, got to give him a mention. He was excellent. Yeah, he was excellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of question marks about him, but he doesn't really, he hasn't let us down. He was only like a £2 million signing and he's versatile and he's and he's done well when he's played, even last season. So he did well in the year, obviously probably better than Mings, to be fair, against um, likes of Wood and Barnes and Rodriguez. And just finally on, on Watkins, just want to get your, your thoughts, Chads, because I thought, again, there's a lot of endeavour, but the chances are not really falling for him. And I feel frustrated for him because he's playing that lone striker role. He's running the channels. He's doing a lot for the team, but we want him to be in the positions, you know I mean? The chances to fall it to him in, in, in the positions around the box. And yeah. it's not really coming off. What do you think we can do about that? And do you think he could do anything more? Is it more of the team or is it just the way, the way we play? No, I, th- I think it is going to fall for him. I think, um, yeah, it's been a frustrating couple of weeks for him, definitely. But he's doing enough work for the team in the channels, occupying defenders def- defensively in, in the press and tracking back that, you know, he's already become a pretty pretty integral part of us and, and what we do this season. So I, I think the goals will come. I think um, he's more of a threat, obviously, when I-, I think he's more of a threat when he links up with Jack on that left-hand side and, even though Al Ghazi, I thought, played well tonight and um, he had a lot of ball and, and did a lot of good work in the attacking third, obviously, apart from the finishing. It was quite interesting for me to see that um, Watkins' movement was slightly different with, with without Jack on that left-hand side and also Target as well wasn't overlapping as much. So it was either, it was either Al Ghazi skinning his man and getting a shot off or, or feeding it inside to Jack rather than our usual sort of attacking position of getting down that left-hand side, working the triangles, biding our time, being patient and then getting the ball across the front as and when it was the right time to do so. So it was a totally different dynamic to our attack. Moving Jack inside had had its positives, but for me, left-hand side is where we need to be. He brings the best out of target. He brings the best out of Watkins and that's where all of our pretty much all of our threat comes from. So you take that away from the left-hand side, okay, it adds a lot to the central areas and Jack was brilliant tonight and he had a lot of ball and create a lot of chances but um, I just think we're missing something without him floating and without him driving down that left-hand side and creating space for others but maybe I'm wrong um, I think I think Watkins like I said it, it will come for him it will fall for him I, it was a pretty frustrating night for him like you say wasn't it there's a few times where you know Jack shot he probably should go across the keeper and Watkins is there for the tapping and a few other things but I, I, like I said in the last pod I think it's going to be really interesting to see when Wesley comes back whether they can play together and whether actually Watkins might take one of those wide areas or be that second option on the right-hand side or left-hand side and let and let Wesley do the uh, occupying of the centre-backs. Yeah, at least this gives us an option, definitely, and we can be a bit more flexible. Um, but yeah, Watkins, again, as you mentioned, he's doing all the right things and making all the right runs. The ball's just not falling for him. So again, hopefully that will, will turn around. And as you mentioned on Jack, um, he played well centrally, uh, but I was surprised because I, I said to Arms, I think Dino might go with Jack in the middle um, just because he'll get probably a bit more space. But I thought Hurahan, this sort of game was was suited to him. If you're not going to play him in this sort of game, it sort of raises quite a few question marks, I think. Um, because a yeah, especially with so many set pieces. I mean, yeah. how many corn? How many corners yeah. did we have? Yeah, as you said, Chad, they're going to defend deep. Um, and plus, on that left hand side, if you've got Grealish um, up there against with Watkins, um, that's when he's at his best. And 
you know what I mean? You don't want him to be tracking back and doing the running in the middle. And again, I think when Hurahan plays, that, that sort of balance on the left-hand side really works with target overlapping, Grealish coming inside, Hurahan overlapping. Um, there's a good combination there and that's really worked well against the sort of weaker teams. Um, and yeah, and just, just on Burnley, I mean, they came for a point. They got the job done. Um, they were very lucky. Uh, obviously, we were lucky on, on Saturday, I'd say. But what do you think about them? Was it frustrating to watch a team like that play against Villa? And do you think how how far we've come? That's sort of complementary against us. What do you? Think? Yeah, I, th- I think it's um, how they've set up is a massive compliment to us. You know, we were struggling at the bottom of the league last season, and, and Burnley how they approached their performance at Villa Park last season for me was totally different. Um, they've sort of basically sat in tonight and hoped for the best with the long balls. Mings and House have done a brilliant job to to look after the, the two up top. But I think, you know, to be honest, it's too easy to knock them. Um, Burnley, they've got a small budget. They haven't got the best squad in terms of the quality of player available to them. They find a way. Uh, this is this is how they stay in the league. Staying in the league is is all that Sean Dyche, Sean Dyche is asked to do, I'm sure, from the owners. And he gets the best out of a group of players that... Most of them are probably championship-level players, if we're honest. So, fair play to them. Look, that's their style. It's not great to watch. I wouldn't want to watch that at Villa Park every week, but I'm not going to knock them for that. You know, maybe there's a bit of shithousery from me and a few others that um, is a bit frustrating at times, but no, that, that's that's Burnley. And to be honest, I'm, I'm not too worried about them. We've got to find, we've got to find ways to beat all, t- all types of teams if we want to be in that top half of the league. So, um just, but just coming back to Connor, I think um, it's a pretty bad week for him, isn't it, really? With the Wolves game, um, Ramsey getting a start in front of him. And now tonight, even without Dougie Louise and Ramsey playing, he still doesn't get a look in. Um, you know, for me, that that's a pretty significant few days for his career at Villa Park. And um, I'm, I'm neither a massive supporter of him or, or a massive detractor of him. I think he's got his place in the squad and he adds some value at times. But I just wonder whether... That could be the end of his Villa career, not reading too much into it. But if you're not going to get a game in, the, in these last few weeks, when are you going to get a game? Yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. That does raise some question marks. And I was quite surprised because I, th- I expected him to play and it would have suited him, I thought, the game. And yeah, I mean, Dean know, Dino knows more than us, sees him at training. And I think Connor will get a chance uh, given the number of games we've got coming up and injuries again going to come into force, I think. But he's not even had a sniff off the bench either. Um recently so again yeah it's a bit of a frustrating one because he hasn't let himself I mean West Ham he didn't play great but it wasn't really we didn't play great that great as a team effectively in midfield um, in, in that sort of uh, second half um, but yeah I think with Connor he's a confidence player so his confidence would have been hit after West Ham and then he got dropped um, but early on in the season he did well and in occasions last season he did well so I've still got um, some confidence in him, and I think his his time will come. I don't think he's he'd be looking to go out in January or anything like that. Um, the one thing I, I thought I'd mention and discuss with you is the bit of quality we need in that final third, and how much of a difference Ross Barkley makes. He's been the key difference in them big games for us: uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, uh, Leicester. Um, he's added that bit of quality and just helps us again with Jack not being too reliant on Jack. Um, again. I don't think we're going to address it too much in Jan. 
Um, but do you think we need more quality in around that final third? Uh, would it be in the wide areas? Would it be another option up front, knowing that Wesley's probably not going to be match fit until probably March? Um, no, I think I think we've got enough, to be honest. I, I think once you get Barkley back in the mix, Keenan Davis looks like he's obviously he's come on tonight, so hopefully he's, he's getting back somewhere towards match fitness. You've still got Trezeguet to come back. Jacob Ramsey is going to be a good option from midfield, adding legs, adding energy. You've got Hurahan that we've talked about. That's, if he does play, he can add a different threat from midfield, from set pieces. So, yeah, OK, ideally, you might say it'd be great to go out and get another striker. But um, I, th- I think we've, we've got, with Wesley to come back, um, I, I'm banking quite a lot on Wesley. I'm a big fan of him and um, I've got still got high hopes for him in a Villa shirt. So, I'd, I you know, any signing that maybe um, jeopardises his return to play more regularly for Villa. For me, I, I'd like to see us to develop Wesley and give him an opportunity when it, when he's back fit. But yeah, clearly, every player, every squad, you know, Pep talks about wanting more players. Klopp talks about wanting more players. You, you can't say we don't want more quality. We all want more quality all the time. But I think there's probably other areas of our squad that we should look to address maybe in the in the full-back areas and at centre-back just to add a bit more competition for places. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, I think it's it's a long-term project at Villa and keeping Jack is probably the key priority um, going into the transfer windows. Um, yeah, I thought the game as a whole, I mean, I'm not going to drill down into the chances too much because I think it's just frustrating. And you just gotta, Too many of them. Yeah, yeah, you just got to write it off as a just bad night at the office in terms of our finishing. I thought... Um, Burnley's tactics obviously were what what we expected, but the referee was who had a really good match. I thought throughout the game, he let he was didn't get the yellow card out too early. Should have be- sorry, should have booked Ben Me about three times. To be fair, I thought he got away with a couple, yeah. but two minutes stoppage time. Like I'm not sure how he got that because there was four subs, um, a lot of time wasting from from Burnley, and really got two minutes. And you know, I mean, then we've shown that we can score. Um, yeah, and that was frustrating. I thought I was, I was a bit annoyed by that. It was a strange one because I, like I said, I was expecting four, and I, I genuinely thought that we still had time. It was always going to be one more chance, two more chances created. I thought it was going to be a matter of time before we took one of them, but no, I think um, it wasn't meant to be tonight. And um, you just got to take the point and move on. You know, at times this season we've been a bit too gung ho, and we've, we've, um, you know, that's a f- the first time we've had a result at home for a long time. So. First draw of the season, it hasn't got to be shit or bust. Sometimes you can just take the point and move on to the next game and not get too emotional about it. You know, we've got a massive game Sunday against Baggies and if we can if we can go there and get a win, that's a, that's a superb week for Villa, really. Um, so maybe we'll move on to that then, Jugs. What, what, what are your thoughts going into Sunday? Obviously, there's been a lot of changes tonight. How would you look to set up Sunday's game? Let's assume... Let's assume Barkley's back, fit and available. Keenan Davis is back, fit and available. And um, Conta. What What would you do? Yeah. Conta, um, yeah. Yeah, I'll probably try and get Conta back in for House. Um, I'm not a bit harsh on House, but obviously that's the back. That's our back sort of uh, centre back pairing. Obviously, I think Cash comes back in for Almo. Um, yeah, Conta and Cash are undroppable given the start to the season. Um, I would get Grealish back out wide left and I'll move Algazi to the right. So I'll probably drop Bertrand Traore. I just feel like Algazi's played against Baggies a couple of times, did well against them last season, uh, sorry, two years ago in the Championship. Um, so I'll definitely play him on the right. Um, in the middle, obviously, we'd love to start with Ross Barkley, but 
his hamstring is a, a major concern and it's not an injury that you want to risk too much. Um, so I can't see him starting. And I would rather than go with Ramsey or Hurahan, I'm not sure. I think West Brom's midfield is quite physical um, yeah. and they do work hard. So maybe Ramsey is a bit more suited. But if we're going to go in there positive look to take the game to, to baggies, knowing we're going to have more possession, knowing we're going to have more set pieces. Why not give Conor Huran a go? Um, he made a massive difference to to us, again, going back into that playoff semi-final uh, at home. Um, he came in uh, and scored that great goal outside the box. So let's just give him a bit of a confidence boost. He's, it's, it's a big game. He's shown that you can do it in a big game as well. So uh, why not go with Conor, Conor and uh, yeah, stick with Watkins up front and... With Davis, at least that gives us a positive option on the bench. With with Bertrand Torore, all of a sudden we just look better off the bench again. Yeah, and um, obviously with the news of Big Sam taking over from Billich this week and Baggy's coming into the game, despite that news, having uh, got a very excellent point at, at Man City in the week, I think it is going to be a tough game, isn't it? You, you know, we've never really gone to Baggy's and, and had an easy day out, so. I'm expecting it to be a very cagey affair, um, a bit like the Wolves game perhaps where there's not going to be a huge amount of chances for either team. I expect them to be very defensive, even though Allardyce won't have had much time with them this week. You know, he'll have them well drilled without doubt and um, they'll be playing for a draw. So I think it's going to be similar in that the onus is going to be honest to, to take the chances and take the game to baggies, but we've got to take our chances when they arise, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I agree. And yeah, it's a, a massive game and a game that we look forward to. Um, West Brom are very well organised, so I'm not under no uh, assumptions that we're going to go in and do it, turn, them, turn them over. It's going to be a tough game. We're going to have to work hard, much like we did with Burnley, but at least we've got a bit of practice. And hopefully in the next few days in training, we're, we're working on our finishing um, to put it right, really. So uh, no, no, I think um, looking forward to it. And again, Sunday night game, uh, we're specialists at that. So hopefully that's, that's a good omen. Absolutely. When I saw that the game had been moved to 7.15 on a Sunday, I, I did get a, a tinge of excitement. That's our kickoff time, isn't it? Some great results on a Sunday night. So hopefully this Sunday night we'll be, uh, we'll be tuning in to another podcast just before uh, the start of a new week and uh, we'll be as buzzed as we've usually been on a Sunday evening. So we've had a look at the, the Burnley game. Um, I think we all agree it, it probably could have and should have been three points for Villa tonight, but... It's one of those games, it's not meant to be and, and we move on to baggies um, with a few lessons to learn perhaps in terms of how clinical we need to be. Um, we'll come to the uh, the comments now, Jugs, from, from, the, from the Twitter feed. So just looking at the comments for first one's from Jess. Obviously frustrating, another clean sheet is a positive. Yeah, I mean, we probably haven't touched on that really, have we, in terms of two two clean sheets on the trot, Martinez, Mings playing well. I think we, sh- we should probably uh, probably give a nod to the defence. It's another another very, very assured night for them, given the potential danger of uh, Burnley's front, front two. Yeah, I think we've asked question marks about sort of marking set pieces and how we mark them in terms of zonally and man marking, but... We gave away a lot of silly free kicks, especially in that second half, but we coped really well. I was really nervous in the last 10, 15 minutes thinking, Burnley going to nick one here. But again, Mings was a great leader, communicator. Uh, having Courtney House next to him helped because he's so good in the air. And then obviously when Keenan came back on, uh, sorry, when Keenan came on as a sub, all of a sudden we looked quite a tall team again. 
Um, so again, I think that, that really helped. So yeah, we coped with it really well. So you've got to give credit to Emi Martinez. He made a great save actually. For, um, a header in the but, first half. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a, a top class save again. And he got the ball under control. He could have easily palmed it back into the danger area, um, but sort of just palmed it down. And yeah, I think the, the back four were again uh, very good. Um, again, I think, yeah, target. Um, I was hoping he offered a bit more to, on, a, on a t- attacking wise, but uh, I think that will come. Um, when Grealish is back on the left and that link-up happens again. Yeah, I thought I thought it was another really good night for Target. First half, he gave the ball away twice and everyone jumped on him. Even the, Jim Beglin, the commentator, jumped on him. I just think it's a very strange attitude to have. The first one, I blame Watkins. Watkins wasn't on his toes moving forward into the channel that uh, Target was looking to pass to. And one was a slice clearance that ended up going out out of play but yeah again I, I think Target's been excellent and I won't keep banging on about that but a, a really good solid night from the back four and just to carry on from Jesse's point um, especially with a disrupted defence in midfield if you were offered four points from the Wolves and Burnley fixtures most would have taken it exactly like you said earlier Jugs. three points Sunday please exactly Jess spot on uh, next one is from the ads frustrating but look we are miles better than last year it's night and day yeah absolutely I think that's a point that we keep referring back to in this podcast isn't it the fact that we're coming on here um, 11th in the league I think we are with still with uh, two games in hand on quite a lot of teams in the top half having won six games already this season so yeah we, it is night and day and we've had 27 shots tonight and it could easily have been 3 or 4 nil. so spot on Trent Villa um, we need a striker that offers something different in games like this when teams sit deep. We need a Benteke-type option that isn't Davis. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, hopefully, Wes is back sooner rather than later. Jugsy seems to think it's going to be March, which might not come soon enough. But uh, like I've said, I, I want that to be Wesley. I think there's a potentially excellent player in there. And if not, then why don't we just do, as, as you've said, Trent, and actually go and get Benteke in January, bring the lad home. He seems to be back scoring again, which is great to see. So um, I've always been a big fan of him. Uh, just moving on, Gary H. Can't win them all. The positive is we absolutely battered Burnley with a weakened team. Yeah, I think we've covered that. agree with that. Andy Keenan, Burnley were happy to take the point. No real good chances, unlike us. Plenty of chances to win it. It's frustrating, yeah, very frustrating. Um, but, yeah, we, we've talked about that. You can't win them all. Brenton coach, very frustrating performance, but a lack of c- composure in front of goal was telling. The result isn't a surprise. We all knew a couple of injuries will expose our lack in depth in the squad and it's cost us points tonight. I mean, that's probably one that I don't agree with, to be honest. I don't think it was a frustrating performance at all. I think it was a, a very good performance. We just didn't finish our chances, but... We took the game to them. We knew what we were doing. We knew how we were going to open them up. and We did that very often in the game. It's just not our night in front of goal. Um, and, and I don't think the injuries did expose our lack of depth in the squad. But, you know, that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm sure we've all got our different opinions. Do you think, do you think, Jugs, that our injuries did expose a lack of depth tonight? Or is it just an off night in front of goal? Um, I think it was just off night. I thought the injuries, the replacements did really well and we were lucky that it was up against Burnley. I think if we were against a better side, uh, that may have exposed us a bit more. Um, I think there is a massive sort of difference in quality with the first 11 and some of the subs. I think that's no doubt, but I think every team probably has that apart from the top four. Um, so that's what's, you know what I mean, going to be expected. But um 
Yeah, it's one of those things where we can't spend 20 million on every single position and every single backup. Um, there's a budget, there's financial fair play. And uh, we made some signings last season. Some have paid off, some haven't. And that's the nature of what we try to do. We try to buy volume over quality and that was always going to happen. Luckily for us, Dean is probably, I think you're going to give credit to Dino. He's got the best out of the players, players like Trezeguet, Concer. Uh, initially, they really struggled. And um, Dean Dino's obviously got the best out of these players. So... Again, um, on Bertrand Traore, I know I've probably been a bit harsh on him today, but I'm not sort of doubting that he's going to turn it around or improve or he needs a bit more time. And we've got the right manager for that. Um, the one thing I would say is I think Jack Grealish will come away quite frustrated today because he's, again, had an excellent game and he's important for the for the sort of sort of for the near future and we need to match his ambition and match the quality that he has just so he feels like he's not, again... Um, Jack, Jack Grealish FC and yeah and he was frustrated wasn't he I think the camera panned to him as he was walking off and I'm not sure if he was having a disagreement with the Burnley player or whether he was frustrated with his own teammates but there was definitely a bit of blasphemy and a lot of frustration as he headed down the tunnel early and I just hope I hope um, well he's a skipper you know he's emotional he's a Villa fan he's, he's, he's like us all he wanted to win that game and I'm not I'm not going to read anything too much into that but that is the type of performance when you're as talented a player as him you do go to bed at night thinking well blimey if I was playing with Harry Kane or Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne you know how different my career could be so I'm not trying to sell Jack Grealish but um, that is the type of type of performance where he he's probably looking around thinking come on lads help me out but I think you know the fact that we haven't even mentioned Jack really in this whole podcast and he's played like he did tonight. Just shows what an unbelievable footballer he is. That we're just we've just taken that performance for granted, haven't we? Yeah. You know that was an outstanding performance from him tonight. Absolutely superb, driving at um, the defence, skinning players, winning free kicks, all of the usual things he did. He didn't add a goal tonight and, and didn't get his assist because of the wastefulness of his teammates. But the fact that we haven't mentioned him just shows just how far he's come and, and, yeah. and how pivotal he is. Yeah, exactly that. I mean, his performance all round was great, and it was a shame he didn't get the goal. And that sort of mirrors the, the the nature of our performance today. And that sort of chance he had in the last few minutes, uh, edge of the box against Pope. And I thought uh, last season against him, he tried that near post finish and uh, caught yeah. Pope by surprise. And I thought he was going to do it, but he sort of, again, as I mentioned before, the way he strikes the ball is always sort of inside of the foot, and he sort of just yeah didn't get enough power behind it and didn't actually aim for that near post. So that was a bit frustrating. And just the way he, he puts the three balls in place, he knows when to time the pass, what type of pass to deliver. And that Truore chance um, where he tried to play across goal to Watkins just summed it up for me, where Grealish has placed, placed that pass slow enough for Truore to change his body shape and yeah. then have a go with his left foot or at least strike it with his right foot at a minimum. Truore is lackadaisical as he is, got into position, probably confused about what to do and then tried to play this ball aimlessly across and it just didn't work and Grealish was furious at him. Um, so again, he's a captain and he'll pull his socks up. Well, he likes his socks down to be fair, but um, yeah, we'll get the, rally the boys for an important game on, on Sunday and we move on really. Um, this is in the past now. We've got a point, still in a good position in the league um, and yeah, Let's kick on and uh, let's let's have a good holiday period because last season we were a bit hit and miss. Um, so let's let's make sure we take advantage of, of this period um, and and get some momentum and get some points on the board. 
Yeah, I agree. And I think that um, Smith alluded to it in his post-match presser that we haven't played as many games as everyone else. So, you know, we shouldn't be as leggy as everyone else in this period. You know, we haven't really got that fixture congestion excuse. We should be fresh flying into baggies, fresh flying into the Palace and Chelsea games. And this is hopefully where missing a couple of games will work in our favour over this period. So, yeah, Jugs, I think we've, we've probably talked enough about tonight's game and we're all looking forward to Sunday now and getting behind the lads. Um, if you if you have stayed with us this long, thanks very much for listening. Omar will be back ASAP, uh, the man that knows what he's doing comparing this. So thanks for sticking with us. I, th- I thought we'd been a good combo, Chadzi. I thought we we're, we're Keys and Grey in their prime, I thought. I think Keys and Grey nowadays, mate, ship them off to Qatar or wherever they are and let someone else listen to them. But yeah, bring back Omar, Ricky. I want to see it trending tonight. Bring back Omar on Twitter. Hashtag bring back exactly. Omar um, let me just get this in because I've always to say this don't forget to follow us on all the social channels subscribe on Apple subscribe on Spotify leave us a review etc etc um, yeah see you Sunday night after the Baggies game safe cheers mate up the villa let's go lads I love it. Manu bahut changa lagda.